Welcome to Verified Rx, your prescription for success. Brought to you by the Vizient Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence. The implementation date for DSDSA has passed, and we are checking our progress in this third installment of our series, Ready, Set, Go. I'm Gretchen Brummel, and I'm joined by Carolyn Liptak, my fellow Pharmacy Executive Director in the Vizient Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence, and Dwight DeVera, VP of Healthcare Intelligence at Inmar. We are here recording live in Anaheim at the ASHP Mid-Year Clinical Meeting. Welcome, Dwight, and welcome back to the podcast, Carolyn. Thanks, Gretchen. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, Dwight, our members know Carolyn very well. Can you tell us about your background and your role? When DSCSA was first ratified, one of the things that many of the customers that I work with realized that there weren't a lot of solutions out there. And I actually invented one of the leading platforms for dispenser solutions compliance or member solutions compliance. We were awarded one of the early visiting contracts in this space. And then in 2020, I sold my company to Inmar. And that's how I ended up here with all of you. So, Carolyn, what are you hearing out there in the market? How are people doing since November 27th? Gretchen, DSCSA is definitely off and running. Mostly what I'm hearing is that people are appreciative of the stabilization period, which provides an opportunity for everyone to test their systems and processes. Now is the time to see what is working well and what is not and to act on those processes that are not working well. So a little extra breathing room. And Dwight, what are you seeing? Carolyn is absolutely correct. One of the things, and I'm speaking from a perspective of a solutions provider, the systems that make all of this work, is we were very confident that we would make the deadline that we'd have an interoperable, transparent data drug supply chain in place by November 27th of this year. Even though we were confident that we were going to get it working, we were very confident it wasn't going to be working well. And the members would have been in an incredibly bad place of violating this federal regulation or treating your patients. And the only beneficiaries would really be organizations that are processing returns. So we are really excited that we get a chance to get some breathing room as an industry to really take a step back and then get things working and tested correctly. So again, really hopeful that we have some time to tighten up those processes. I know one of the things we were concerned about is folks taking that stabilization period as an opportunity to wait. Carolyn, are you seeing that? Our readiness survey that we conducted prior to the deadline indicated that about 20% of our membership was not prepared for the November 27th deadline. So that means the other 80% either had all of their processes and systems in place or they knew that they would have those processes and systems in place with some additional tweaking. Since we're only a few weeks out from the deadline, it's maybe a little too soon to tell. Sure. What about you, Dwight? One of the things about readiness for DSCSA is it's going to be a very big change for all of the Vizient members. Certainly, many of the members have systems in place, but we really have to talk about a holistic change as to how we're managing medications, receiving them, a new quarantining process. And one of the things I think Carolyn and I talk about with the members all the time is establishing your policies and procedures for all of this. And then the last point, which is going to be a challenge because there are tens of thousands, maybe more than a 100,000 members that will be affected is communicating, training all of these folks and making sure they understand what's needed and when it's going to be implemented in their facility once we roll into final implementation. With GLNs, I know that some organizations didn't meet the deadline there. Why is that important and what has happened to them? And maybe just refresh us. We know that manufacturers and wholesale distributors are acquiring GLNs for track and trace purposes. 
since the deadline, all systems are moving forward. GLNs continue to be an important part of compliance. For those trading partners that did not obtain GLNs before November 27th, they really need to reach out to the trading partners that they're doing business with to work out a plan for getting those missing GLNs as soon as possible and how they're going to work with those trading partners in the meantime since they're deficient. For our members here at Vizient, they may still obtain GLNs through our GPO, but there's also the opportunity to just obtain them directly through GS1. Good to know. Thank you. And Dwight, how have you seen that process unfold? GLNs have been an interesting exercise throughout the last 12 months. And as an industry, we've been a victim of good intention. Many of the members actually relied on Vizient to be their GLN partner. Many of the members received GLNs from Vizient, didn't even know it because that's a service that Vizient provided. But then the wholesalers could issue GLNs. And then one of the things that we recently saw is that there are more than 200,000 duplicate GLNs across the nation. And that's because it has certainly been a lack of communication where Vizient may have initially issued a GLN, but then one of the wholesalers or multiple wholesalers issued another GLN for that location. And it's going to be up to the members to just decide and then communicate to everyone and saying, this is our GLN and all of our trading partners. This is the one that we're going to use throughout all of our operations. There is still a very small minority of organizations that still don't have a GLN. And that's the gap that still needs to be filled. Just to clarify, what is the issue with having duplicate GLNs for a single site? All of the serialized data in the nation is actually going to transfer from system to system via solutions providers normally via GLN. And if it doesn't match, it's going to be an error. The real downstream problem is a whole lot of products going to go in the quarantine because that data got lost. And we're going to talk about exceptions. But in particular, we're estimating that when we're fully running in past November 27th of 2024, it's going to be almost 14 billion transactions a year. And less than a 1% error rate is a million errors. And GLNs will just cause instant errors if we don't get this right. So if folks aren't active in remedying the duplicate GLN issue, we could have a lot of problems down the line. Absolutely. Some additional concerns with GLNs, the duplicates, is the fact that if you obtain your GLNs directly through GS1 versus you obtain your GLNs through your GPO or your wholesaler, those GLNs sit in two different buckets. And so there's some complications there, as well as the fact that many of our members have acquired other hospitals and those GLNs may have been assigned from a different legal entity than the one they're under now. And so really the reconciliation and cleaning up of GLNs is going to take some time, but it's really important. And you're saying it's incumbent on the purchaser to be the source of truth. Yes, it's a member responsibility. And so they're going to decide which GLN they want. And then one of the things I do want to say is don't try to read anything into the GLN number. They're not going to be sequential. It's not going to be like, this is your range of GLNs. It'll be a mixed bag of GLN identifiers. Dwight, now with the final guidance published, we have more clarity on the timeline with the quarantine process. How are you advising folks on this? The latest final guidance gave us some relief because initially we only had about a 48-hour window. If we had a data problem to try to clear this product before you'd have to consider it suspect or illegitimate. Now the agency has actually given us a grace period formally in the guidance. It's 10 days. And the advice I'm giving to all the members is like, listen, you need to make this someone else's problem, return it to your vendor or your supplier in nine days. And in practical reality, if the industry, if all of our trading partners haven't fixed this in three or four days, just make it someone else's problem and go ahead and return that product. Because after four days, I don't think we're going to fix it with what we're seeing now. Dwight, are there any other tools our members need to know about if they have a suspect product investigation? One of the things that the agency released is what they're calling the Cedar Next Gen Portal, and there's a component of it for DSCSA. 
Now, there's a requirement that the members need to register in this portal, but you don't have to do it now. It really is a tool that the agency is going to utilize during a suspect product investigation. If you encounter something in your facility that you think is suspect or illegitimate, there is a formal process where you'd have to fill out FDA Form 3911 or actually get into the MedWatch system and post this inquiry into the agency. Once that process begins, the agency will respond and say, we need some information from you. A lot of times it's going to be like supporting files, images, documentation, and they're going to ask the members to actually use this new next-gen portal, at which point you have to register for the portal to actually interact with the agency. That's very helpful. Carolyn, this is a complex process, and I'm sure there will be opportunity for enhancement. How can people share their ideas for this? The FDA recently issued a request for information to better understand the status of trading partners, interoperable systems, and processes. The agency is seeking detailed information and comments on the progress of enhanced drug distribution security implementation. They're particularly interested in information related to how trading partners' current and planned implementation ensures supply chain readiness and a stronger and safer drug supply chain. They're requesting comments either in written format or electronically, and they're asking for those comments within 90 days of publication in the Federal Register. We can include a link to the comments as well as a link to the portal in the show notes for this podcast. Very good. Any last comments or advice for our listeners from either of you? You know, I want to thank you guys for including me in this process. It's great to be able to communicate to all the members. But in particular, I want everyone to have a takeaway as thinking about DSCSA is not like a finishing line, but a starting line. When we do this correctly, and we have some time to actually get it right, we're going to be able to leverage this interoperable data network to do things like make our operations better, minimize waste, increase transparency, and have better utilization of this highly expensive asset, which is prescription medications within your facilities. What do you think, Carolyn? That's a great way of summarizing this. This just isn't about getting a GLN and writing your policy, but actually making sure that you're doing everything you can to keep the supply chain safe and that we're all working together. The FDA has stated multiple times that they want trading partners to be collaborative and to work together. We as members happen to be on the end of the supply chain, but just staying connected and making sure we know what's working well, we know what's not working well, and that we have some time to get it right. Thank you both so much for joining us today. It's been wonderful having you on to hear about this complex issue, and I appreciate your expertise. Thank you, Gretchen. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Please join us for more Verified Rx podcasts. Subscribe today, like us, and send us your comments. We'd love to hear from you. Verified Rx is your prescription for success and is brought to you by the Vizient Center for Pharmacy Practice Excellence. I'm Gretchen Brummel. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.